Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. God bless you. Praise the Lord. This morning, I'm bringing you the word of God. I've titled it, Bring it in your harvest. Bring it in your harvest. Hallelujah. And I'm reading from the book of James, chapter 5, the verse 7. The Bible says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth, and has long patience for it, until he received the early and the latter rain. Amen. What the word of God is saying is that the, the farmer, a farmer has an expectation when he puts seed to the ground. Every farmer will put seed to the ground and he will wait patiently until that seed germinates, grows, and the fruit of that seed comes forth. Amen. So every farmer sows in the, in the wait or in the expectation of getting crop, good crop. No farmer sows without an expectation. And this year, 2023, is our new season. And so all my spirit and my heart and my talks with the Holy Spirit have, has been about seasons, has been about times. And so the messages I'm getting are you know, illustrated through these ones. That when a farmer puts a seed to the ground, he waits and at the right time, at the appointed time, he gets it, be it corn or cassava. And we also... Everything we do, we have an expectation of an outcome. This morning, you came to church to be blessed. You came to church to worship God. Amen. And to everything or every seed that we sow, we will get the corresponding harvest. So there's a cause and effect kind of thing going on in the world, on the earth, and in our lives. And the principle is a principle, it's a spiritual principle of cause and effect. That whatever you put in, you also receive from it. Everything in your life, everything about you, everything you have is a seed. Amen. Even your nature is a seed. The issue is when you plant it, it will bring forth. If you are somebody who is very loving, you so love into people's life. What happens? People also reciprocate that love. If you are very hateful, you so hate, what will you get? Hot slaps. Yes. So there's a cause and effect to everything in this world. The reason being that God, by principles, has established the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth are established by principles. Amen. That is why you see everything does what it's supposed to do. This morning I was thinking about I say, yeah, Lord, you are very right because if, for example, the law of gravity, which is also a principle, whatever goes up, comes down, if that law wasn't working, so we'll be floating. Everybody will be floating. And as we are here, the chairs will start moving left, moving right, uncontrolled. It will be chaotic. You just imagine that that law of gravity wasn't enforced. Can you imagine we wouldn't be able to walk. You'll be bumping, cars will be flying in the air. But our God 
is a God of order. Ah, he's a God of order. And everything he does, as they sang, is good. Hallelujah. So God has set principles by which everything, everything, not just the earth or the season, but by which everything should operate. Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And because there's that principles upon which God has established the heavens and the earth, we can plan. We, 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 there's a sort of orderliness to our lives. We know that as we go to sleep, by morning the sun will come out. <clears throat> but imagine that if there wasn't that order, you get up in the morning, the sun says today, I don't feel like it, I'm not coming out. And the moon says, go, I'm coming. And then it will, it will just not work. Amen. So the world is guided or guided by principles. And the principle of seed time and harvest is one of the strongest principles of, you can find. That when you sow a seed, whether corn, beans, or whatever, you get a harvest. And you must also be in expectation of the harvest. No farmer sows seeds to the ground and leaves and goes somewhere not expecting to get seed. There's that expectation. Amen. Yet, you see, and so that, that, that principle is in effect. So when you sow seed, you get a harvest. Yet many people are denied their harvest in life. And when I talk about harvest, I'm not talking just about farmers. I'm talking about everything that you have done, everything that you do. Any outcome of your life is a, the harvest of your life. Amen. Many people are denied their harvest, not because the principle doesn't work, but because something is working against it. Something is working against it. And that is what we are looking at today. Looking at bringing home our harvest. Amen. Now, the book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 4, a very popular scripture, says that that which the palmer worm has left, the locust has eaten. And that which the locust has left, the canker worm has eaten. And that which the canker worm has left, the caterpillar has eaten. Now, I'll read it in the NLT. It says, after the cutting locusts finished eating the crops, the swarming locusts took what was left. After them came the hopping locusts, then the stripping locusts too. Now, locusts are insects, but they are very um, destructive insects. When, uh, when locusts come into somebody's field, they will raise it down. But as he's saying, maybe the first swarm will eat the fruit, second swarm will come eat the leaves, then the other one will come eat the stock until there's nothing. <coughs> Talk about total devastation. Leaving a field bare, nothing left. And oftentimes, it happens, it can happen to us too. That the canker worm, the palmer worm, the locust, the caterpillar will come into your life and raise your life down. Pull down that which you have built up. It could be a marriage. It could be your children. It could be a job. It could be a business. You have toiled at it, worked at it 10 years. Then in a second, because, you know, it's very easy to destroy than to build up. How many of you know that? <clears throat> it will take you longer to build than to raise down. See when they are, the, the, the bulldozers are pulling down homes. Brr, brr. Within one day, the house is down. But maybe that house, somebody took time. And over maybe two, three years, built it with hard-end cash. But when it comes to the destruction, it's so quick. 
And so it is that sometimes we build with patience. We build with our strength. Then in just one day, the enemy comes and takes the harvest. He comes to destroy the harvest. And this is what we are, we are kicking against this year. That whatever is our harvest in life, we will protect the harvest. Oh, somebody with me. Oh, put your hands together. Bringing in your harvest is one thing getting the harvest. It's one thing, another thing bringing it home. You may get a harvest. You go and you look at your field and it's beautiful. Then you go home with a mind that maybe tomorrow you start harvesting. You come back and it's gone. The locusts have set in. The caterpillar has set in. The palmer worm has set in. The canker worm has set in. And it's gone. But may that not be your portion in your life. Anything that you have worked at, anything that you have worked for, whatever is the harvest of your life, maybe you've gone to school, you've finished, and you're expecting a job, and you are not getting a job. You are being denied your harvest. But I prophesy to 10 people this morning that you will get that job. You put in an application, you will get that job. I hear in my spirit, somebody is going to be called. Ah, somebody is going to be offered a job even though you have not applied for Somebody is going to say, you bring the application, I'm going to give you a job. May you receive it, receive it this morning. Hallelujah. I'm talking about bringing in your harvest. You see, and the enemy doesn't come in at sowing time. When you are sowing seed, when you are working at something, he doesn't come. He sits by coolly watching you. Struggle, work, 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 work. He doesn't come at the time we are plowing the earth. He doesn't come at seed time when you are seeding. But he allows you to toil until it's harvest time. Then he comes in. Then he takes the harvest. How painful is that? But I come to tell you this morning by the word of God. That God says you must stand. You must stand and bring your harvest home. God has given you the harvest. God has given you the harvest. It's up to you to bring it home. I... There's a book I read, um, and you should read it. It's a good book. It's called Believer's Authority by Kenneth Hagin Sr. I think it must be in that book. If it's not, it's one of Kenneth Hagin's books. He said one day he was praying, and Jesus appeared to him. And Jesus started talking to him. But I said, you've read it, right? Jesus was talking to him. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, a demon jumped between him and Jesus. So it looked like a, a monkey thing. Me. And the 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 the, the, the demon's going, so that he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. And he kept on saying, Jesus, I can't hear this demon, this demon is disturbing. Jesus was not paying attention to the demon. Jesus was just he kept on talking, talking. And there was a jumping up and down. So he couldn't hear Jesus. And it happened that it went on until Jesus disappeared. Oh! So he didn't hear anything Jesus said. So he went into prayer and said, Lord, why did you allow this demon to come between us so I didn't hear your word? He said, it is your duty to rebuke that demon. It is your duty, it is your duty to have rebuked that demon. For he said, behold, I've given you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. God has given you your harvest. You and I have to stand Amen. To bring the harvest home. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 23, the verse 11 to 12, Bible gives an account of one of 
um, David's mighty men. David had some mighty men who, who worked with him or who went to war with him. Now, the Bible's giving an account of the things that they did. One of them was called Shammah. Listen to what he did. And Bible says, and after him was Shammah, the son of Aji, the Harry, Harry Wright. And the Philistines were gathered together in a troop where was a piece of land full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines, but he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord gave him great victory. Hallelujah. So the Philistines came to battle with the Israel army. And the battle was in a field of lentils. Lentils are like little beans. I mean, they're they black beans. So the people had planted this big field. The lentil, the time of harvest was up. But then the battlefield was the lentil field. And then the army fled. But this man, a mighty man called Shangma, he stood. He didn't flee with the people who were afraid. He stood. And Bible says that he fought the Philistines and killed them. And then got the victory. And the Lord gave him the victory. Watch it. That's right. That's the book. Go, go get it. So, so he said, he stood and fought them. And then the Lord gave the victory. So it was that the Lord gave the victory. Just like that. It was because Shangna stood and said, no. You are not taking our harvest. Somebody must rise up this morning and say, no. I've gone far too, far too long in this thing. For the enemy to take my harvest. He can't take your harvest unless you surrender. The, the other people, they surrender the harvest. They run because of fear. But I declare that God has not given to you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. This morning, I command somebody to stand. Stand and take your harvest home. Put the, your hands together and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13, the verse 24 to 30, Jesus gave a parable, the parable about the tares. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man which has sowed a good seed in his field. So he put good seed to the ground. He you know, plowed the land and everything. And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, that when, when the, 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 the seed came up, germinated, he said, when the bread was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tars also. So just imagine it. You've sown tomato seed. The tomato seeds come up. The, 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 the plant comes up. But somebody has come to sow weeds, weeds, choking weeds among them. So when the tomato plant comes up, the choking weeds also come up. And they, you know, choking weeds, they, they destroy. All right. So he said that, but when the, the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared also the tars. So the servant of the householder came and said, Sir, did you not sow only good, field, only good seed into this field? Where comes this from? Where comes this stay? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. With this um, parable, I have a message I've, I've titled, While Men Slept. But when they were asleep, that is when the enemy came and sowed the tears. So it's not always that you have to sleep. And not, I'm not trying to sleep as in slumber, but you should be watchful, spiritually alert, okay? He said, an enemy has done this. And the servant said to him, will you have us go and gather them up? But he said, no, no, no. Whilst you are gathering the tears, 
you may also uproot the wheat with them. Let the both of them go together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather together the tares first and bind them in bundles to bury them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Hallelujah. Jesus said, no, let us protect our harvest. Because right now, if we go in and say we are going to take out the wheat, in doing so, we might also destroy the harvest. But just wait. Let them both go together. They will take out the, the tares. By that time, the wheat is fully ripened. Then, after we've taken the tares, the weeds, and burned them, then we'll be able to get our good harvest. Amen. Jesus said, don't rush. Don't rush to take out the tares, but just wait. Because he wants us to have the best out of the best, out of everything that God has given you, out of everything that you have. And when I say you have, I'm not talking about your car or your shoe. I'm talking first of all about your capacity as a human being, your mind first, your ability to move, your spirit, your soul, your body. It's all part of what God has given you, the seed God has given you to make something out of it, to bring in a harvest. So if you can't protect your mind, a few days ago, I saw a young boy, you know, excuse me, he, he was off his mind, he was mental. And he was walking on our street there, his clothes started, and going like this, tramo, wash He's dropped himself. And he looks so, and he's a very handsome boy. And he said, oh, Obiba, was this boy a beautiful, bouncing baby that his mother breastfed, swaddled in white cloth? People came to name him, yes. That is the, the, the seed God has given, the seed of life. But he's taken it and allowed the enemy, the tears, to come into his life. And he's lost his harvest. He's, so we must take care of ourselves. Your mind, protect your life. Your strength, protect your strength. Then we go to what God has given to us. Your, your, your family. Some of you, you are married. Maybe somebody can be married maybe 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. One day, the enemy comes in, raise it down. Ten years, raise it down. Ten years of toil and labor, raise it down. But this morning, I come to tell you, this year, 2023, no thief is coming to sow tests in your field to destroy your harvest. Do we have people here today? Yes, put your hands together and thank the Lord. He cannot destroy your children. He cannot destroy anything God has given to you. He can't destroy your life. Because you are precious in the sight of God. Jesus said an enemy has done this. There's always a threat of the destructive power of the adversary. Jesus in John 10, 10 makes it very clear. He said the thief cometh not, but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I'm come, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Jesus said that yes, that the presence of the thief, the destroyer is real. But I have come. And that but is so wonderful. Which tells us that no matter the adverse situation, no matter the kind of destruction the enemy wants to release against you, there is something that can be lifted against it. Bible says that when the enemy comes against you like a flood, huh, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. Amen. Hallelujah. He will not prevail. Amen. Because Jesus said, but I am come. All we have to do is to stand. <clears throat> you don't drop the hat. You don't drop the ball. Just because one demon came to frighten you. That is a sign of weakness. Amen. You cannot let go of life. 
You cannot let go of vision. You cannot let go of your purpose. You can't let go of your desire because of adversity or because of resistance. Who told you you have to stop just because you, you are facing resistance? You started busy. Oh, you are weak. Your spirit is weak. But if you have received of the strength of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter how bad that business is going. You know that Jesus said, but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundant. You hold on to that but. And you hold on to that word of Christ that, that you will have life and have it in abundance. And I tell you by the word of God that no adversity, no power of the enemy, no destructive power will prevail. You overcome that challenge. You overcome that destructive. You overcome. In fact, God has put within every one of you the power to overcome every situation in life. Yes. So there's nothing that is too much. Nothing that is too big. Oh, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Really? You can't take it. Tell somebody you can't take it. And, and you can win. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands together. And thank God. Celebrate God for the power of his strength given unto us. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, 8. He says, be Therefore, because of the power of the adversary and the assignments of the locusts to destroy every harvest of yours, he said, be sober and be vigilant. Be sober. Sobriety means that be clear-minded. Some people are not clear-minded. No. So are not clear-minded at all. We do anything, think anything. But you see, the world is going at a pace. It has always done. That Success is not, excuse me to say, for the foolish. No. Success is for the wise. And so in your life, in our lives, we must take decisions of wisdom. This thing I am doing, how is it helping me? In the next five years, how, where will this take me? Think. Because you see, everything, as I said in the beginning, there's a cause and effect. If I start doing Exercises, running up and down these stairs, these three stairs, every day, 100 times. You will see me after two months. There will be a change. So everything to everything, the tiniest thing that you do or you don't do will have an effect. So don't think that, oh, you know, I just, I'm just whiling away the time. When you are whiling away the time, something is still going on. Your, your, your doing has an effect. Your not doing also has an effect. So there's a confession of prayer that we pray that, Lord, forgive me of the sin of commission, that which I've done, and the sin of omission, that which I've failed to do. Hello? Oh, church, you are very quiet this morning. Amen. Let me not keep too long on sobriety. But that is it. Be clear-minded in life. Know where you are going. And see whether it will take you where you really want to go. And he said, be vigilant. That means be watchful. Be watchful. Be alert. Is the enemy taking my harvest? Is the enemy trying to steal my harvest? And you find that oftentimes it is then that you, 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 you wake up, you come to your senses. That no, listen, I've been in this thing for too long. Am I now going to you know, just give it up just because? You know, there's a need for watchfulness. 
and to have the understanding in life. Because it's not everything we want to do that we should do. If we do everything that we want to do, hey, can you imagine? It will be wild. But will it be beneficial? Bible says all things are lawful to us, but not all things are expedient. You have your, your body. Somebody says, oh, it's my body. I can do whatever you li I like with it. Yes, you can. Do it. Ten years down the line, you understand why they were telling you, stop. All things are lawful unto us, but not all things are expedient. Be vigilant. Why? Because he says that your adversary, the one who is against your progress, your life, your very existence, the devil, and he, he calls him out. As a royal lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. I love the word. Seeking whom he, it makes it clearly. Seeking whom he may. There's a may there. The may there. I'm an English scholar, mind you. Means that there are some he can devour. There are some he cannot devour. I pray for you this morning. That you'll be among those that the devil cannot devour. You'll be among those who will stand and resist the devil for him to flee from you. Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. May the Lord give you strength in your inner man. May you receive spiritual capacity this morning to resist every assignment and every attempt of the enemy to take the harvest of your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody receive it. Resist the devil by faith. Resist him by faith. He says, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist? So resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions, whatever you are going through, others are also going through it somewhere else. And truly, whatever you are going through, somebody has been there, done that, has a t-shirt for it. They survived. You're not the only one. I mean, if you go to certain places and you see certain things, you will take your, your, your challenge, your problem, and put it quietly in your back pocket and walk slowly back to your chair. Because you realize yours is nothing. Look, are you fine like that? Fine people like you. Somebody just wants to be able to get into a car to come, they can't. Maybe they don't have the physical strength. Maybe they don't even have that one city to take trotro. You are blessed. Tell somebody, look at somebody and tell you, you are blessed. And we will hold on to that blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He says, resist him steadfastly in the faith, in what you believe, in the word of God. Amen. So Peter said that we should be sober. We should resist the enemy. Amen. And he will flee. I'm talking to you this morning about bringing in your harvest. Hallelujah. Principles, the world our lives are governed by principles. Amen. One of the principles that govern wealth. How many of you know that you can't pray and get money? Yeah, you can't pray and get money. Who knows? Okay, put your hand. Thank God. Who doesn't believe or understand what I'm saying? Lift up your hand. Oh, let's be real. If you don't believe or understand what I'm saying, that you can't pray to get money, talk to me. Yes, people say, oh, I'll pray for money. You'll get money. You'll get the wisdom. To get money. God will give you the know-how to get money. Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.18 that it is he who gives us the power to get wealth. The wisdom, the knowledge, the ability. So somebody can stand in the corner. Oh Lord, give me money. Allah bakataya. Allah bakataya. Hey! Pray, Lord, give me the wisdom. 
to create wealth. That's a better prayer. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I'm talking now about principles. Principles governing our lives. Principle governing wealth. And this year I prophesy to you that money will not be a problem to you. I said it 31st. I'm still saying it again. And I'll continue to say it again. That money will not be a problem for you. In Jesus name. Based on principles. Amen. The principles of seed time and harvest time still works with money. He says, God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me with it and see. Say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not even have hands to, to contain it. Hallelujah. There shall not be enough room to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast out her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall become a delightsome land, saith the Lord. The principle of tithe. It's a simple principle, but it's one that people kick against so much. Why? Why, are, why do people kick against it? Because the enemy knows that once you are not operating in this principle, he's got your money. He's got your life. He's got your children. He's a devourer. The door is open for him to come in and devour. That which will lock the door, that which will rebuke him, is that principle. And so when he can get you to believe that, no, that's Old Testament, this New Testament. And all kinds of doctrines run around. But I like to walk in the ancient paths of the word of God. Hallelujah. This is, by the way, I'm not asking you to tithe. That's, I mean, I don't often like to tell people to tithe because the thing is that when you tithe, your profit is not for me, it's for you. You even come and say, Apostle, since I started tithing, my business has gone well, so Apostle, take for ice water. Where are you me? But I'm telling you, this year, if you really want to see your finances working, the tithe, he said, prove me and see. I have somebody here, <clears throat> I forgot the person, who said that she, she came to tithe with money she didn't have. She wrote on the paper, I'm paying my tithe of, I think she said 2,000. And when I said paper, and she went to the office and told Pastor Ivy that I'm tithing 20,000 and I'll bring it. True to the word of God. I think a week or so later, she, she got a harvest of 50,000. 2,000, 50,000. This one will not be bet, oh. It's not bet. Neither is it loto. It is principles working. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You see, you know something? Your harvest fields, your harvest field is also your battlefield. For those who know a little bit about farming, when you plant corn and the harvest starts coming, it's then that the crows start coming in. The birds, the devouring birds. And if you don't go and, go, go and hire people to be standing there with their pan, away, you have never lived in the village, so you don't know. Go and stand in the, they, they hire people to, to stand in the field and do, away, the birds can, they can do away the whole day. Every day they are there, so that the birds don't come in to devour. And that's why some people also put scarecrows, dressed like a man, so the birds will think there's a human being there. Why? Because the devourer wants to come in. 
Your harvest field is also your battlefield. So learn to protect your harvest. You see, if you don't learn to protect your harvest, chances are you will never get it home. You see the harvest, but you will not get it home. Failure at the edge of breakthrough. Failure at the edge of your breakthrough. But I declare by the word of God, because I know that no word of God is devoid of power. There's no reason I should preach this word from God to my spirit if God doesn't have a mind to help us. I didn't hear you clap. God has a mind to help us. Hallelujah. God has a mind to help us. We will learn to stand and protect our harvest. Shangma, people ran. He stood and fought the Philistines. He killed them and, Bible said, and the Lord gave him victory. Because there was no way he was allowing that lentil field to be destroyed. How precious are the things God has given you? How precious is your life to you? Hold on, stand for your harvest. Praise the Lord. You see, you become vulnerable when your guard is down. Sometimes we lose our guard in, in moments of maybe emotional, whatever, in moments of passion. We lose guard and then the enemy comes in to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But this morning, the word of God is coming to us that we, will, we should stand until we take our harvest home. Hallelujah. And, and another thing that you see, sometimes after the victory, after you have obtained victory, you think, oh, I've gotten the victory, and that's it. The time, another time in which the enemy comes in is when you have gotten your victory. Hello? When you have gotten your victory, that is the time that the enemy will come in to challenge you. Why? Because after you've gotten the victory, the first thing you do is you relax. You relax. But I want to tell you something. The same level of warfare, listen, watch here. The same level of warfare you use to get in your victory or to get the harvest, you need the same level of warfare to protect it. Are you hearing me? The same level of warfare, you wanted this job, you prayed, you fasted, you cajoled, you cabold, and you got the job. Don't think it's over. That is when you should also continue to koto, kabo, kate, to maintain, to keep that job, and that you be prospered in it. The enemy wants to take a harvest, but by, by the power of God, he can't. You put your hand to something, it will work. You have begun something, it will work. You want to do something by revelation of the word in your spirit, I declare unto you, it will work. It didn't work the first time. It didn't work the second time. It may not have worked even the third time. But this time, I said, but this time, we are in a new season. Do I have people in this house at all? Oh, I think I should go home. Come on. This time, it will work. We are standing to take our harvest. And I said to, I don't know, Pastor Cornelius and somebody, I was just getting into the car, and I heard in my spirit, that the sky is not the limit. We are, you are, you are the limit. And I said, was it Phoebe? I said, Phoebe, write it down. That's Apostle Leon Kut. The sky is not the limit. We, you, you are the limit. It is you who will limit yourself. The, oh, this one, I don't think I can handle it. This one is not for the likes of me. No, no, I'm too old. I'm tired. Listen, God has not set any limitation on you. He said, as far as your eyes can see, it belongs to you. You can take it. If you can see it, if you can believe it, 
you can have it. I say, if you can see it with your inner eye, imagination, if you can think it, believe it, God will give you the strength. I said, God will give you the strength. God will give you the ability. I said that your harvest field is also your battlefield. So the same warfare by which you got the victory, the same warfare will sustain it. Don't let Satan take an advantage of you. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says that, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The devices come in so many ways. Sometimes you, 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 you get to a place of destruction or a place where the enemy is taking place. How did I get here? Because he was using all kinds of devices. And you were not sober. You were not vigilant. Disobedience is a key one. You know, whenever you, you come to a point where like that, nobody is advising you. When you come to a point where like nobody is talking into your life, then you shall understand that you have reached. We do. That means that you've been so hard yet. You don't listen. So everybody has said, okay, do what you want. And that's a world to destruction. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Are we together? Don't be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. One day he will come like a roaring lion. Whilst he's not a roaring lion, he's just a slippery, slimy, icky snake. Even though he's lying. He's a liar. So don't be ignorant. That's the reason why we need to pray. 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 The more you pray, the more spiritually sensitive you become to understanding, to having insight, to hearing divine direction from God. People fled that lentil field. But Shangma had another revelation. That's for me. I will stand. And I will deal with these Philistines accordingly. And he did. And he saved that lentil field. And after he got the victory, I'm sure that his friends ran back to share in the, the booty he stood. This year, 2023, I'm ending now. Stand in the power of the word of faith, which is the word of God. Your faith in what God says. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18 says, a final word, a final, I'm reading from the, the NLT there. King James says, finally, my brethren. The NLT says uh, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, in the power of his mind. Yeah, put, put, no, yeah, okay, NLT. In his mighty power. So put on all God's armor so that you'll be able to what? Stand. Wherever they stand, if you have a Bible and it's yours, underline stand. And I see you all without Bibles. I see you all without Bibles. Uh, last year, I said it, this year I'm saying, because they go and buy yourself a Bible. I mean, some of us use this. You can use your iPad, but don't use your phone. Because once you are, you are reading the word, ping, the notice will come. The WhatsApp will come. So please, nobody should come to church with your phone as your Bible. Either you have the old rugged cross. And before you get one of these, get the old rugged cross. Where you can underline, where you can make notes. It's very important. Who knows the old rugged cross? Show me, show me. Who has one? Aha, that one. Everybody, are we agreeing? Are we getting Bibles? Some of you have Bibles, but they are under your pillows. Please, release them. Some of you, they are in your bookshelves. Please, release them. But if you have an iPad, whatever, but not your phone. Amen. But if you, if you had your Bible, I'm telling you that wherever they stand, 
um, underline it. He says, so that you'll be able to stand against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, that which you don't see, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. You go through the battle, but after the battle is over, you'll be standing firm. You will not have lost the battle. And I speak strength and power upon you, church, those of you and those of you online, that you will not lose any battle. This year, 2023, ha, I say you will not lose in any battle. Whatever battle you have fought, whatever war you are waging, I don't know, it could be your health, could be finances, could be your home, your marriage, your children, you will not lose that battle. I said, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord of hosts is his name. You will not lose that battle. You will stand. You will fight. You will stand. And after everything is over, you'll be found standing to the glory of God. Put your hands together. Say, so you will still be standing firm. They say, stand, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand firm. For those of you that that means that stand firm. You know, when you are standing firm, you don't stand with your two, two legs together like this. Then you, oh, 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 fishy. Jedaka, nyeyole. Oba fishy. Hello. I was until tired today. Eh, she is my teacher. Oba domoshi, mini. She, oba domoshi, she, strong in the power of God. Somebody put your hands together. He says, stand your ground. Put it on. The belt of truth and the body arm of God's righteousness. For shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. And in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fairy arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Hello? Watch here. Stay alert. And put in prayers for all believers everywhere. Church, we will stand. As a church, we will stand. 2023, come what may, God has given us the power to stand. You will bring in your harvest. Your harvest will not be taken from you. No power can steal your harvest. The harvest of your life the harvest of your family, your children, your marriage, your work, your business, your peace of mind. No demon, no devil, no adversary will take your harvest. Whatever God has given to you, it is yours. And we will stand in the power of his might and possess it. In Jesus' name, amen. You want to rise up on your feet this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Lift a prayer this morning unto the Lord. Ah, Jesus. We pray for strength. Somebody still pray. Lord, I pray for strength. I pray for strength to overcome. I pray for strength to stand. I pray for strength, Lord. Inner strength. Uh, spiritual strength. Emotional strength. Physical strength. I, I, you will not weaken. Somebody say, I'm depressed. It's because you are weakening. But we will not weaken because the spirit of God in us is the spirit of power. Not the spirit of fear. 
by the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. A mind that is able to make right judgment. Somebody pray this, my Lord, give me strength. Strengthen me in my inner mind against that which challenges me. Against that which I'm challenged by, that which wants to take the harvest of my, my life. Ten years in school, you've come out. You are a graduate, you can't get a job. The enemy is trying to take your harvest. But this year, we declare by the power of God that your harvest comes in. You possess your harvest. Lift up your voice and pray. Katasolo Moshanda. Kalamasi Atolobrosi Atalabahaya. You can pray in the spirit, you can pray in your understanding in the name of Jesus. This morning we thank you, Father, for your word. Ah, and we declare, my God, before you, that Lord, we will take of the strength that Lord you have given to us. We will take of the grace that you have poured upon us. And we will stand. Ah, and do battle in your name and by your power. And bring in our harvest. We will not weaken under pressure. We will not weaken in the face of adversity. Because we know that we know that we know that Lord you are with us. Somebody pray. You and God are a multitude. God with you is a multitude. Receive the strength of God this morning to face the future ah, in the strength and the power of God and to possess that which rightfully belongs to you. This morning, in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare that the power of God ah, rise against the locust, the canker of the caterpillar, the palmer worm, any destructive element in your life this morning we release the hand of God against it. May they be destroyed by the power of God. May the hand of the Lord uh, uh, prevail for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May you walk in the strength and power of Almighty God. May victory be your portion. In the name of Jesus. I declare that none of you will cut and run in the face of adversity. You will not run. You will stand by the power of God. Lift up your voice in prayer. We give you glory this morning, O oh God. Hey, we are not faint. We are the people of God. How can we be weak? How can the people of God faint? You cannot faint. There's too much in you. There's too much God has put within you. God has put his spirit in you. The spirit of God dwells in you bodily, mightily. You cannot cut and run. You cannot faint. You cannot be weak. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Receive the strength of God this morning. Somebody receive strength in your inner man. Receive the strength of God to bring in your harvest. We declare the enemy will not steal from you. Whatever you have worked for, it will not be destroyed. I said to you that it takes very little to destroy, but so much to construct. And this one we pray that the power to construct, to build up is our portion. Amen. And nothing can destroy that which God has put in our lives, that which is our lives, and that which God has given us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bless your people this morning. And I pray, my God, that may your word of truth, your word of faith, dwell in them mightily. Your word goes forth out of your mouth. And Lord, your word declares it does not return to you void. It doesn't come back to you empty until it has accomplished the purpose to which it's been sent. My God, you sent me with this word. I've delivered it to their spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that Lord, quicken this word in the hearts and the spirit and the minds of every man, every woman, and every child who's heard this word. And I pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that release upon your people, O God, that tenacity to hold on to all the goodness that, Lord, you have blessed them with. And I pray, Father, that Lord, none will fail, none will fall 
in this year 2023 i pray father lord let the victory that belongs to us through the power of jesus's death and resurrection for us let that victory manifest in every area of our lives we thank you father good father we bless you in jesus mighty name amen thank you for listening to today's word connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org get interactive with apostle on all social media platforms at apostle leanne coffee